it's AB, and this is the Talk About God podcast. It is way too warm this morning for November again, and it's really like still out here, which is kind of nice. Um, but I am, of course, still in the book of Luke because I am just determined to write it out. Um, and I'm enjoying it very much. And so a couple of things popped out at me this morning. Um, so Luke 11, I made it through quite a few books. Um, but the context is... First of all, Luke eleven nine is the, so I say to you, ask, it will be given to you, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you, which is, of course, one of my favorites. Um, but, of course, it goes on to say in that, on that same line, um, Luke eleven eleven, which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to get give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, it's not saying that He's going to give you whatever whatever you ask for, but He's saying that if you ask Him for the Holy Spirit, He will give it to you abundantly. Um, So please do that. I definitely, Lord, please, hook me up. You know I am highly interested, very motivated, and definitely want it. So please, um, another just there's so many good verses in Luke father and they're so apt for today and our world and our climate but um, any kingdom sorry it's Luke eleven seventeen. any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined a house divided against itself will fall if Satan is divided against himself how can his kingdom stand I say this to you because I drive out demon because you claim I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, which is what they called Satan, like it was another, it was another, not really Satan, but it was another one of those like pagan gods that was not good. Um, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God and then the kingdom of God has come upon you, um, oh, there's just, there's so many good ones, Father. Um, I'm trying to find the next one that jumped out at me. I'm so sorry. Okay, so the Pharisees invited him to eat. And this goes along with what I kind of feel about tattoos and things like that. This is, for me, one of one of the roots for my personal belief that, yes, your body is a temple. However, the Lord then said to them, because this is, let me give you the backstory. Jesus had finished speaking. This is Luke 
11.37 Jesus had finished speaking, and a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. The Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and the old dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, do you not did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now, as far as what is inside you, inside you, as in being generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to the Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, because you are like unmarked graves which people walk over without knowing it. So, yeah, that tells me it's more important about what comes out of you and it's a heart posture. And I personally have met some really fabulous, fabulous people who are fired up about God over the course of my life who are tatted up. It's okay. Our world says they look scary. Once you get to know them, they're super sweet and they love God and I like it. I think it goes back to try not to judge. Um, So I thank you, Father. I thank you for those verses this morning. Um, Because, man. And then I, like I said, I went through many books um, this morning because I was just engrossed. I was liking the story. Um, But the one verse... That always kind of chills my bones. Um, is in Luke 13. So the ones that I, the one that I like try to live by. Luke 13, 24. Make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading. Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I do not know you or where you came from. Away from me, you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves are thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and all will take their place at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first and first will be last. Um, Lord, I thank you because I was reminded of, I think my daughter sent me um, on social media and I was so pleasantly surprised by it. It was a younger girl teenage girl who was trying to explain religion um to her friends and she was like you know and uh, please help me because I want to get this right it's been a minute since I've seen it she was like 
It's like finding the nicest house in the entire neighborhood, right? You find that mansion and they're throwing a party. And so everybody's going there and they're letting all kinds of people in and you go and you're trying to get them to let you in. And they're like, I don't know you. Like, who are you? Who are you? I don't know you. Um, and so they don't let you in. She's like, that's what it's like. That's the kingdom of God. Um, and it's not about who you know. It's about knowing him. And if you don't have a relationship with him, he ain't going to let you into his house. It makes perfect sense. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Out of the mouths of babes, right? That little, that little girl. I say little girl. Um, I mean, she was a teenager. But still, man, made me feel old. But she, like, she got it in a very special way. Um, and was able to make it relevant and easily explainable to people of her generation and I just I really loved it um that's really what I feel like these verses say um that narrow gate is you know having a relationship with you and trying so hard so hard to follow after you and like because relationships are hard right um I've had many relationships in my life (laughs) still have and they're not easy at times. Um, at times I got to swallow my pride and apologize. And at other times I got to swallow my pride and forgive. And obviously the root of my problems are pride. But I just thank you. I thank you for things like that. Because um, I like seeing the good in the world. I really do. It's hard. <laughs> Very hard at times. Um, but I thank you that I know you're there. Um, and so there was another one, obviously Luke 15, if I can find it, I'm so sorry, 15, yeah, so this is like one of my favorites, um, father. Because, again, I'm that one in the 99. Or, out of the 100, I'm that one. And you leave the 99. And I know that this was just a perfect parable. Because you were literally talking to shepherds. Like, back in the day, in your time, there were... Or, in that particular time of your time, there were a ton of shepherds. And so, everybody would get this. Everybody would understand it. It would make sense. So, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, it will be the same way. Um, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. So, I know I've read this. Um, Oh. God bless me. Um, I know I've read this quite a time or two. Um, But what jumped out at me this morning is something that the enemy has been really railing on me about lately. And so, it's about the fact that, like, 
I am made in a way that I will always search for fault within myself. I will always do that. Um, and it's hard to stop doing that. And it's something that I kind of try and fight against because, um, I don't believe that we're allowed to just sit in it. Like I, yeah, I'm made a certain way and I have natural leanings and tendencies towards certain things. It doesn't make it okay to do it. It's not an excuse. It's an obstacle to overcome. So, um, it's like saying that I know alcoholism runs in my family. So therefore I'm most likely going to be an alcoholic and then just accepting that and running with it. Like, no, (laughs) you, you have the information so that you can do better. So do better. So anyway, I am in an effort to do better. And so I always am looking within and trying to find different ways to repent, (laughs) right? trying to find that fault in myself to get it out and bring it to light. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not. Um, but what I'm saying is right here, it says one sinner, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I never thought about that. I never, one, I don't feel like I'm righteous, but at certain point in life, I, f- I think, and I could be wrong in this, and Lord, I pray that you guide me in this, but my thought process right now is like, if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, and if you actively really try to listen, and you don't always get it right, and when you screw it up, you apologize, and you repent, and you turn from it, are there not going to be seasons in your life where you are walking in the Lord's righteousness and you are not needing to repent. So when the enemy comes at you and is telling you that you've done something wrong and then you sincerely are trying to find it and you're struggling to find it because I mean, the Holy Spirit will tell me, I I know what it's like to have my wrongdoings pointed out to me, not by the devil for condemnation, but by my Lord and Savior um, for repentance and healing. So that tells me that there are righteous people in this world, yo. Um, We may not be righteous all the time. Make no mistake. I don't feel righteous, um, Father, at all. I still feel like I struggle a lot. Um... Not just with faith, but increasingly more so each passing day, I think. um, And what it looks like to be a Christian in this world. When this world is slightly terrifying to me right now. And like, does nobody wants to be oppressed, right? No one um, wants to fear speaking their truth and so we in our country father we've we've missed the mark right like we've gone so far to allow so many to speak their truths that now anyone who disagrees with them 
and what they feel is their truth not not by cutting them down and not by in no way if you know rude or unkind but if you just don't agree now you're the target right and it's 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 not just personally it's like you you lord you're the target now um it's heartbreaking it is scary to think that my son may have to grow up in a world that persecutes legit like early Christian church persecution that's my fear that's my worry and I think that I don't think like I know you're good I know you're good and I know you love us and I know you will protect us And I know I shouldn't worry. I know tomorrow will worry about itself. And I know I'm getting way ahead of myself trying to figure out my son's personal future. But those are the things. Those are the things that get to me. Father. And it sucks. (laughs) Story of my life. But anywho. God, I love you. And I thank you. I thank you that that my worries for my son's future are centered about his relationship with you. Right? Like, never in my life had I thought, I don't know, seven years ago, I didn't think that this would be what I was focused on or what I was most most concerned about so I thank you how good you are that you can take a sinner like me (laughs) and do like a complete 180 and completely change my worldview it's amazing which is why I believe you can do it for anybody and I thank you for that oh Lord, I I thank you for amazing friends. I thank you for my husband, um, our ability to communicate. Oh, mainly for you communicating with him when I just can't. Um, make no mistake, it helps. It helps immensely. When I learned to just shut up and talk to you about it and let you talk to him about it, um, you are our counselor and it's legit like the Holy Spirit is your counselor, right? I believe it. I've seen proof of it. I thank you for it. I mean, how I just, I don't know. I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed by you and the fact that you could look at this world right and create all these things that you say is good and you're like oh we made plants and trees and all of these things that never existed before they're so normal to me now but they never existed before and to think that you pull that out of thin air is just amazing but anyway so you do all that we screwed up 
you said Jesus, and then you're like, oh, man. So I got to send another part of me, right? Like, I've given all my creativity to making this place for them. And all my love I poured out on them, you know, to make them. I breathed my very own God the Father life into their lungs. The, The air, the lungs that they have and the air they breathe, that is a piece of me right um which is freaking crazy um but thank you and so every breath comes from you the father and then then you you go oh that's that's not enough they don't have enough of me obviously because they're still hot mess express i'm gonna go ahead and send my son another huge piece of me I'm going to send him, um, but I'm going to do it so that he can suffer for them. Here I am whining about the possibility of my son ever having to suffer for you. And you send him to suffer immeasurably for me. And then, (laughs) because that's not enough, right? (laughs) But God. Um, Then, on Pentecost, you send your Holy Spirit. And I think that's something that I've never really focused on. The fact that, like, we had the Son who saved us and the Holy Spirit who guides us. But I don't think I realized, literally, until now, of sitting down and talking this out with you, that... The breath in my lungs, that's you. Right? Like, I take that for granted. But you literally gave us all. All of you. Not just part. All. That is amazing. And incredibly overwhelming. So thank you. But you knew, you knew that you knew that just part wasn't going to be enough. You knew without constant help, (laughs) I was not going to be able to handle people. It's not, (laughs) it's not going to happen. But God, like you knew that my husband is a hot mess too. And two hot messes just make a bigger hot mess. So you're like, I'm going to set myself right in the middle of that. That is where I want to be. Right in the thick of that mess. So I could try to help clean it up. <laughs> Thank you. I'm always amazed. Always amazed. When I'm at my wit's end. Right? When smothering someone with a pillow. <laughs> starts to look pretty good. I mean, episode of Snap, here I come, and and I stop, and I talk to you, I stop talking to anybody but you, because I know at that point I can't fix it on my own, as a matter of fact, I'm going to screw it up more, <laughs> and I'm going to make it worse, all on my own. And what I feel like is an insane miracle happens where 
you somehow step in and you have that come to Jesus <laughs> um, with him so I don't have to. And the next thing I gotta know, we're communicating with love and honor and respect. And we're happy. <laughs> we're happy to be doing it. And that is 110% you. And I thank you because I always love seeing you show up in real, tangible ways. But thank you for that. And I thank you because you haven't overwhelmed me this much in quite a while and I guess I was due for it even though I really don't want to sit here and cry and not be able to breathe today so I'm gonna be that begrudging little child who's gonna complain at you and then you're gonna fix it and then I'm gonna complain at you for fixing it because it wasn't exactly the way I wanted you to fix it right yeah I see it too I'm sorry but I love you and I thank you <laughs> I thank you so much um I think I may have heard a whisper this morning um, from you, and I don't know for sure. So I just pray that if it's true, if it's of you, that you you got us. You you got to. Um, I need you too desperately. I need your guidance and your strength and. Um, your knowledge and just willpower and whatever because I have no idea how to go about um, making that making that happen uh, yeah I just It goes against, um, you know, some things that I want and ideals that I had and plan, <laughs> plan that I made. And I know that I don't really make plans anymore because I'm <laughs> learning that that's really just kind of stupid um, to try to make these plans um, for the rest of my life and whatever, knowing that you have the ability to turn them upside down in a moment's notice um, or without a moment's notice. So I just, I thank you. I thank you so much and I just pray that you guide me in it. Um, Father, be with our country. I mean, when people are fleeing cities because they're worried about what's going to happen when an election result is announced. That's a... That's scary. That's a country divided. That's... Yeah. So, I just... I pray... Pray that you be with us. In that. And, uh... It's just... Anyway... It's a mess, Father. It's a mess. And I thank you and I love you for meeting us all right in the middle of our mess. So I have no doubts. Even in this huge mess, 
You're in it. I know you are. I thank you. I thank you for coming and meeting all of us right in the middle of our messes. I thank you for for those who have walked with you long enough to spot you, right? I thank you for those who are trying to do better. And I pray that you just continue to guide us all, Lord. Please. It is in Jesus' amazing name I pray. Amen. Oh, I encourage you today. Um, make no mistake, he is good. He is so good. And... Um, If you draw closer to him, he will draw closer to you. He promised it. And he is literally the only being ever that actually keeps his promises. Right? He's not a politician, (laughs) y'all. He actually keeps his promises. His word is actually good. And I'm thankful so thankful for that I'm thankful for you for whatever reason I am for a lack of a better word and even though I don't like using this terminology I am called um, to sit on my porch and do this like record how my brain works through these things and how I interact with my father and it is incredibly invasive and so you're welcome but God right like he'll call us out of our comfort zones and into things that we don't necessarily agree with or like to do or want to do or whatever it's like Sam I am (laughs) God is Sam telling you to just eat that freaking green eggs and ham yo he's following you all around Like, he is relentless. And finally, finally, you're like, okay, fine. And you do it. And you're like, hmm, okay, well, this isn't that bad. Yeah, this is my green eggs and ham. Do I love it as much as whatever that other character who has no name, um, who finally was like, I'm going to do it everywhere. I'm going to eat it everywhere I go. I don't think so. But it's not as awful as I originally envisioned and um, I'm thankful for that I would much rather be <laughs> doing um, my quiet time with the Lord without an audience but I just pray that it helps one person right God has a plan in it he has a plan or he wouldn't have told me that I had to do it and make no mistake it was annoying it was like months Upon months of harassing me. And yes, my Lord harasses me. He does it for good. Um, and there's power in obedience. Right? There's something to be said about being obedient. Um, when you are told to do something. So anyway. 
I pray that the Lord bless you. I just thank you for sticking it out. I pray that you get in the word. And um, I don't know. I pray that God's with you today.